0: End times. Okay then, Andrew, can I ask, I suppose to some extent I am interested in the politics behind battles and the geography behind battles. Megiddo, plain of Armageddon, is actually in the middle of Israel, fairly close to Mount Carmel. The armies of the world are all over the place, and marching towards implies immense journeys through difficult territory. I'm interested when I read about the improvements that are being made to the Silk Route which is an overland route from Mm. China through the Himalayas across the top of India and then into the Middle East. It could be an alternative in the future for trade Mm. with vehicles as opposed to sending things in ships. At the moment, it is a composite route which can actually be driven. Mm. You probably need a fairly rugged vehicle to do it. So these armies coming from various different parts of the world seems to be quite a major thing. There must be a reason for them coming. They must have a purpose. They're coming to actually fight in a battle. So why is the battle going to happen? Who is the battle against?
1: We know the reason why. What we don't know exactly is the reason the Antichrist gives We are told in the book of Revelation that there are frog-like demonic beings that also perform signs and wonders to deceive the world and they succeed in deceiving the world and as a consequence of that the armies of the world gather together at Armageddon. So in my novel I've taken the approach that because the Bible says that the Antichrist will have this falling out with the city of New Babylon Coupled with Satan's desire to destroy Jerusalem and to meet with Jesus and destroy Jesus, all these working together supernaturally, demonically inspired, satanically inspired, really Satan is in charge of all of this. And he's gathering these people together to this one location in Israel because this is what Satan hates. He hates Israel. He hates Jerusalem. And he knows that this area of land and this city and everything that this city represents is very important to God's plans. And also at this time the Jewish nation will be Christian. They will all be Christian. And these are the ones who would refuse to accept the authority of the Antichrist. So you have all of these reasons going on. In my novel, when they gather together at Megiddo, Armageddon means mount at Megiddo. This mountain or hill does not exist in Megiddo at the minute. So in my novel, I suggest that the Antichrist has created a military base which has some kind of hill connected with it, an airstrip and ways of accessing this point. And he uses that as a missile launch pad to destroy the new city of Babylon, or which by that time will be well established because of his falling out with Babylon. And at the same time, he then weaponizes all the armies of the earth to then march against Jerusalem at the same time just after destroying the city of babylon and in the book of revelation the destruction of the city of babylon which takes two chapters is very significant and it's very close to where it talks about the battle at armageddon and the time when jesus destroys the armies of the earth in revelation One of the
2: seven angels who had emptied the bowls came over and said to me,
3: Come on, I will show you how God will punish that shameless prostitute who sits on many oceans. Every king on earth has slept with her, and her shameless ways are like wine that has made everyone on earth drunk.
2: With the help of the Spirit, the angel took me into the desert, where I saw a woman sitting on a red beast. The beast was covered with names that were an insult to God, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet robes, and she wore jewellery made of gold, precious stones, and pearls. In her hand she held a gold cup filled with the filthy and nasty things she had done.
3: On her forehead a mysterious name was written— I am the great city of Babylon, the mother of every immoral and filthy thing on earth.
2: I could tell that the woman was drunk on the blood of God's people, who had given their lives for Jesus. This surprising sight amazed me, and the angel said,
3: Why are you so amazed? I will explain the mystery about this woman, and about the beast she is sitting on, with its seven heads and ten horns, The beast you saw is one that used to be and no longer is. It will come back from the deep pit, but only to be destroyed. Everyone on earth whose names were not written in the book of life before the time of creation will be amazed. They will see this beast that used to be and no longer is, but will be once more. Anyone with wisdom can work this out. The seven heads that the woman is sitting on stand for seven hills. These heads are also seven kings. Five of the kings are dead. One is ruling now, and the other one has not yet come. But when he does, he will rule for only a little while. You also saw a beast that used to be and no longer is. That beast is one of the seven kings who will return as the eighth king, but only to be destroyed. The ten horns that you saw are ten more kings who have not yet come into power, and they will rule with the beast for only a short time. They all think alike and will give their power and authority to the beast. These kings will go to war against the lamb, but he will defeat them because he is lord over all lords and king over all kings. His followers are chosen and special and faithful. The oceans that you saw the prostitute sitting on are crowds of people from all races and languages. The ten horns and the beast will start hating the shameless woman. They will strip off her clothes and leave her naked. Then they will eat her flesh and throw the rest of her body into a fire. God is the one who made these kings all think alike and decide to give their power to the beast. And they will do this until what God has said comes true. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over all kings on earth. I saw another
2: angel come from heaven. This one had great power. And the earth was bright because of his glory. The angel shouted, Fallen! Powerful Babylon has fallen! And now is the home of demons! It is the den of every filthy spirit and of all unclean birds and every dirty and hated animal. Babylon's evil and immoral wine has made all nations drunk. Every king on earth has slept with her, and every merchant on earth is rich because of her evil desires.
4: Then I heard another voice from heaven shout, My people, you must escape from Babylon. Don't take part in her sins and share her punishment. Her sins are piled as high as heaven. God has remembered the evil she has done. "'Treat her as she has treated others. "'Make her pay double for what she has done. "'Make her drink twice as much of what she mixed for others. "'That woman honoured herself with a life of luxury. "'Reward her now with suffering and pain. "'Deep in her heart, Babylon said, "'I
3: am the queen. "'Never will I be a widow or know what it means to be sad.'
4: "'And so, in a single day she will suffer the pain of sorrow?' hunger and death fire will destroy her dead body because her judge is the powerful lord god every king on earth who slept with her and shared in her luxury will mourn they will weep when they see the smoke from that fire her sufferings will frighten them and they will stand at a distance and say pity that great and powerful city pity babylon In a single hour, her judgment has come. Every merchant on earth will mourn.
0: At the moment, the plain of Megiddo is a very large, very flat area in the northern part of Israel. Babylon itself somehow is associated with Iraq on the Euphrates south of Baghdad. There were excavations going on at the time of the Iraqi Second War. The army invading Iraq were given instructions to not destroy anything in that area because of its archaeological significance. One of the wonders of the world was the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, which was an immense structure built with immense richness um, in that area. So I can understand the armies coming to that type of area because of having some annoyance with Babylon and overflowing into the plain of Megiddo, having some form of intention to do something to Jerusalem, which is probably 20, 30 miles south of the plain of Megiddo. And, of course, Jerusalem is God's favoured city. The Jews are God's favoured people, but Jerusalem is the holy hill on which the Temple of David was built, which is in ruins at the moment, but there's the Wailing Wall and there is the building of the new temple, which creeps into it somehow or other, so somehow Satan and his armies focus on destroying Jerusalem and Israel and having this battle in Megiddo seems to be understandable Mm -hmm. that it could happen you you obviously understand a lot more through uh, diving into the book of revelation and these things
1: this battle associated with armageddon and the day of the lord which is prophesied endlessly throughout the old testament and uh, spoken of in the new testament they connect together beautifully being the same occasion Because as the Antichrist then marches against Jerusalem, Satan, who's very much involved in this, will be aware that Jesus will stand upon the earth on the day of the Lord. And um, this day of the Lord and the battle associated with Armageddon is put together in, I think, a very useful phrase. It's called the battle of the great day of God the Almighty. This is one way it's described the battle of the great day of God the Almighty. So within that you have the battle of Armageddon, which is a big battle, and the day of God, the day of the Lord. It's the same event, the same occasion. And on this day, the lawless one, Thessalonians refers to the lawless one as the one whom the Lord Jesus will destroy with the breath of his mouth annihilating him by the manifestation of his coming. So we know that Jesus' coming is firmly connected with the destruction of the Antichrist. And that connects well with Zechariah 14 when we're told that Jesus will stand upon the Mount of Olives, the Mount of Olives will split in two, and so the people of Jerusalem will flee through that valley. They're fleeing through that valley because they're running away from the armies of the world that have come to destroy them. And in Revelation, it says, The beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who had performed in its presence the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast. These two were thrown into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. So Jesus comes to the rescue of Jerusalem on the day of the Lord. On the same day as the battle and the Antichrist and false prophet thrown into the lake of fire.